0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson, senior editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and here we are in the heart of football season, and I thought it would be a great time to talk about a place where, gosh, I've spent, it seems like, much of my life. uh, The Grand Old Lady War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. What a historic facility, and uh, really, it's never looked better in my opinion and i've i've been going to games there for well over 50 years uh, than it does right now so an honor to have the manager of Bull memorial stadium justin dorsey in with us
1: justin thanks for joining us this morning hey absolutely thanks for having me what a what an honor to be on and great time of year talking about oh, high school football
0: absolutely we we taped this on a, on the first really cool morning it seems like uh, of the fall so it, it really got me in a, a football mode even though we've been hard at it since august uh, it really feels like football weather now how long have you
1: how long have you been at the stadium
0: now i've been there uh about three and a half years Three and a half. Three okay. and a half.
1: yes sir yes sir it's been T-
0: tell me a little bit of course uh the stadium is now used to be an independent state agency and a few years ago it was folded into arkansas state park so a little bit about your career what you were doing before you were at war memorial
1: stadium sure absolutely so yeah the state park system took over war memorial in about 2017 17 Okay. It's 17 is is when it was and uh i started my career uh, with state parks back in like 2002 uh, out at Toltec Mounds giving tours ah, for school groups. Toltec. You know. uh-huh. I, uh, so I have been all over and uh, worked for them for oh gosh 10-12 years, kind of all over the state at different parks. Uh, the last one I was at was at uh, Crater of Diamonds. I was the the superintendent manager down there for about four and a half years uh, before we moved back to central Arkansas and had kind of got off into law enforcement working with with Benton Police Department their PIO and community and SRO division all that and then uh, the state had an opening back at the stadium since they had taken over it and has still had a lot of connections and was lucky enough to, to slide back in and get the opportunity to kind of take the wheel at the stadium and see it grow and move forward.
0: It's got to be very different, though, uh, being a stadium manager than being a typical state park superintendent. I mean, I mean War Memorial Stadium, we've got s- – and i'm a huge fan of our state parks and we've had shows on them and i've been to all 52 but uh you know running War memorial stadium has to be a very different thing than crater of diamonds absolutely i
1: think the whole agency kind of kind of had that realization that uh we we we're part of the park system but a stadium is nothing like a park and so we've we've gone through the growing pains we've kind of gone through a lot of those things just just figuring it out and Luckily we've reached out to some other some other stadiums and things that have been willing to help us and kinda kinda guide us along the the do's and don'ts list, but some of it's just been a school of hard knocks, yeah, you know? Just, just learning just, as you go. Learning as you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was your what was your biggest surprise, I guess, when you when you got to the stadium? Were there things that where you said, I just didn't expect this, or I just
1: didn't know this was part of it, or I didn't know this was here? Um, you know, a little bit of it we expected, but I guess just the, the volume and the scale and the, the turnaround, man. When, when football season hit that first time and you kind of got there and realized that we've got what to do and how many employees do we have to do it. You know, there's there's eight of us if we're we're at full staff. there, And, uh, you know, you got a game Thursday, a game Friday and an event Saturday. And it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, man, we just I looked up and that first year was gone. Even through through COVID, you know, it it was tough for us. So really this is my first year kind of semi back to this normal, normal. normal and getting to figure right. it out yeah
0: yeah I, it is a, it is a big facility and there has has got to be a lot to do and and stuff we never even think about and and i'll give you an example uh, i was out at a game earlier this fall and you and i were talking up in the press box and you talked about all of the work now back when you had natural grass obviously i've, I've got a yard i know about mowing But I didn't realize all of the work that goes into redoing the turf after every game that basically is like mowing grass. Talk talk yeah, a little so, bit about that process. Yeah, I, was, I, I, was, I don't
1: think most people know. I didn't. So yeah, I, when I came to the stadium in nineteen, uh, that's when we were putting the new turf in, um, in April of two thousand nineteen and, and that was kind of my initial is I was like, Well, this is gonna be easy as long as mm-hmm. we don't water it, you know, we won't have to mm-hmm. mow it, you know, kind of those type things and uh boy we learned really quick. Uh, the amount of sweeping and grooming and brushing and then Uh, having to actually decompact you know that rubber infill will pack and to be able to pass your your g-max testing and stuff which a lot of these schools have requirements on what that can be and to keep that uh, then not to mention the painting a lot of folks don't realize that all the coaches boxes all the uh, the logos that are out there are all painted and those fade and have Mm -hmm. to retouching that up so yeah sometimes I don't know that mowing it wouldn't be easier So, how long does that process take generally after a game? Um, we can easily, if all you have to do is sweep it and brush it and kind of turn it back over and freshen it up, it can it could probably be done in three or four hours. Of gotcha. Getting it done right, but if there's any painting to do, you know that's an easy day or two. Wow. of Getting it turned over and, and kind of touch back up.
0: Again, one of those things that that you just don't think of at all, and uh, it is it has really been interesting uh, to learn from you about some of the things that we don't realize that go into a game. So, you know, I, I mentioned at the outset of the show, War Memorial Stadium, and I know it is for many Arkansans a special place for me, but, you know, I may be one of the few I have played as a high school player on that turf. Obviously, I have sat in the stands for many games, as a newspaper writer, I have written stories from the press box. As a broadcaster, I have broadcast from the press box. So you you see what I'm talking about. A lot of my falls out there. I've I've written from there, I've broadcast from there, I've just watched games from there, and I've played there. Wow, uh, all, wow. not all at once, but all in one life through the years. So such a special place. And uh, I mentioned I know before state parks even took over that when it was independent. Uh, leaders like Gary Smith and Kevin Crass on the commission through the years really went got money did some very special things Uh, and and I'm I'm honest when I say you know the stadium is historic it's it's old but in my mind if you look at the Press Box, the facility you've got now, if you look at the video boards, and uh, when I was on ANCRC, got money to redo that, uh, so those pictures would be as good as any stadium I've been in the country. I mean, the stadium is looking better, again, in my mind, than it, than it ever has before.
1: It really has. It really has. And, you know, I just want to give a lot of credit to kind of the people that came before before me, that really laid that groundwork. That didn't just let it fall by the wayside. That that understood the importance of it. Understood the importance of what it means to have games and to play these games and to keep it up. That if have have put money and in, invested in it so that we could do those type things. Redoing the press box, the new field, um, the brand new locker rooms. You know, the complete renovation of the locker rooms to keep it to where it's a place. Uh, that's very special, and we'll talk. I think a little bit later, probably about the the high school championships, to where, you know, that's a memory that these these kids will never forget of getting to play there. And uh, really interesting story is uh, for the last year, NJCAA, we had a team out of Utah Snow, yeah. had come yeah. back and played, and one of those players, had national junior college, the junior college, yeah, yes. one of those players had actually played. And I forget now, the team had actually played high school, his championship game at War Memorial before he'd gone. And so to get to come back, you know, he was the only one. He was kind of the the really getting to tell people about it, and everybody was just kind of in awe of it's the biggest stadium that they had played in and things. Absolutely. Uh, In in the high school game, let's let's talk about
0: that now. Um, Obviously, things change through the years, and one of the things that have changed is – As the University of Arkansas has built up its facilities in Fayetteville, you know, you don't see the three. There were sometimes four games when I was a kid in Little Rock a year, which I think makes the high school game even more important there. And one thing I have been happy to see as an Arkansan, Justin, is... A lot of what I consider War memorial sister stadiums kind of fell on hard times. I mean, I look at Legion Field in Birmingham, which used to have across the upper deck, football capital of the South, and where the SEC Championship, when they started it, was first played. And uh, it got in such bad shape that they ended up taking the upper deck off completely when Alabama, when Auburn, quit playing some of their games there. Uh, I look at Mississippi Memorial Stadium. Stadium and the shape it got in, and Jackson, after Mississippi State and Ole Miss quit playing some games there, and what happened in Birmingham, what happened in Jackson, could have easily happened in Little Rock, but it but it did not.
1: It didn't, and we're we're very fortunate. And I and I, I think a lot of that is uh, to the leadership kind of this before that that uh, really took that as an opportunity to grow. Um, and showcase the stadium to some of these high school games, high school playoffs. And then here recently, I know you've seen we've had we've had a lot of other Division Two II and Three colleges uh, come and play games. Yeah, you know? I wanna wanna talk about that in a in a
0: minute. Let's talk about high school first though. Little Rock Catholic has long called the stadium home. And then a few years ago, Parkview decided we're gonna start playing our home games there. So because of that. And both programs are doing well. Both are – I have them ranked. I do rankings every week at both Parkview and Catholic, ranked statewide now. So you've got a game between those two teams now virtually every Friday night. And some weeks you have a Thursday night followed by a Friday night exactly, game, Exactly, right? exactly.
1: If it's their home home week, they've had to – they work together really, really well – to where, if if both are, are home, you know we'll we'll do a Thursday and a Friday, and the season's looking really good. I mean, Parkview's only lost two; they're five and two, and both of those losses have come to seven A teams. Right? Uh, they're really good and Catholic. I mean, seven and zero. Oh, so I mean, the the picture with three games left, kind of looking at that schedule, you know, we're we're slotting and expecting a really busy November, uh, hof, hoping for some playoff games and a chance to really keep that football here in Central Arkansas rolling right up to to the title games.
0: Absolutely. It is It is a great atmosphere there for those games. The great thing I love about War Memorial is for a high school game, there's so much parking and it's so easy. You just park in that east lot and uh, go from there. Although uh, although I hear Catholic had such a great crowd for its homecoming game, they filled the East slot
1: they, they did. It, it filled up. It was the biggest high school game since Salt Bowl at oh, the wow. stadium. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, and you looked out at the tailgating out on the north grass and you would have thought it was a Razorback game. I mean, people just tailgating and really enjoying uh, the atmosphere and kind of the whole whole festivities, which has become kind of what we're famous for. You know, with these other teams, you know, really don't miss an opportunity to make it special.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned the Salt Bowl. Why? we're on high school of course you kick the season off every year with that and the my friend Shane Broadway and the other folks down in Saline County do such a great job with that and that game annually attracts close to 30,000 people it's by far the biggest high school attendance of any game in the state every year.
1: Yes sir absolutely um we flirted with with 30,000 again this year you know coming out of COVID it's just so well received and it's it's just become a staple even though here lately the games haven't been as close but it's a lot more than that uh, to the folks in saline county
0: absolutely and then you mentioned the title games and i always set aside my first two weekends in december and i try to go to all of them Mainly because during the regular season, in the first two weeks of the playoffs, I'm, I'm in a studio for 13 consecutive weeks doing a high school scoreboard show, so I can't actually be out at stadiums. So that's my chance to actually see a lot of high school football and, and try to be in the stands for all of those games but we've added the eight-man game now so uh, you're going to have seven championship games this year that that first week you'll have the eight-man game on a Thursday I believe two games on a Friday and two games on a Saturday and then you come back with two more games the following week.
1: Yes sir yeah two weekends in a row and I tell you what uh, if you haven't been out and seen an eight-man game you know we were not really knowing what to expect and I was uh, mountain pine and strong, I believe last mm-hmm. year. and man, they showed up. Uh, the the town showed up. And it was a really interesting game to watch. But it is a busy time for us. I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about turning the field over and getting stuff ready. I mean, it's a a whirlwind weekend, but a lot of great football.
0: Uh, Always is. But, again, one of the things that uh, as a high school football fan I live for, and I know I'm not the only one that goes to all of them. I know other people that do so. And uh, War Memorial Stadium really has become the home for high school football in Arkansas. That's not to say that it's not still a home for college football. This is one of those falls when there's no Razorback games, but we will have a Razorback game in each of the next three seasons. Next three years, yes, sir. And uh, I I know the commission's probably already working on this. There are high-level talks above all of our heads going on, but uh, I'm one of those, Justin, that feels strongly that uh, that is such a part. And I know you see about 54 as compared to 75 in Fayetteville. I understand that. But I I think the Board of Trustees at the University of Arkansas, and I've written this, so I don't mind saying it, I think the Board of Trustees at the University of Arkansas have to realize that that Little Rock game is such a part of tradition and it opens up the chance to expose kids, young fans, others, in South Arkansas, and East Arkansas, who might never otherwise see a game. Man, I hope after these next three years that we get a new long-term contract because – I think it's important to the state it's such a part of the culture of the state the history of the state that we continue to see at least one racerback game at War Memorial Stadium every year
1: yeah absolutely that's that's for sure what we're because we know for a fact uh we get that kind of feedback and know from fans that that you know the Little Rock game's the only game they make it to every year um and we know this and uh want to be able to continue that and the other thing that we're just so excited about is is this past year hosting UAPB with the in-state rivalries mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I think that the the door to that and then with hosting Arkansas State in 2025. Oh, that could be incredible. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that may be the largest game there may be as many outside as in that'll be probably be the largest attended game is what we're forecasting just based on now we're having people calling wanting tickets now.
0: Well next year you have actually got the season opener and there's always excitement that surrounds a season opener so I think that works out very well and i've i've actually talked to some people i hope the little rock convention visitors bureau others get involved because it's labor day weekend mm-hmm. and uh well i would love to see little rock build a whole festival around that season opening game next year
1: no absolutely and there's i think there's already been talks about it you know we've, we've tried in the past to kind of have a fan fest area um, and weather hasn't really been been cooperating as much in years past just with the later games and things like that so we're really hoping with this early season opening game you know really to kick it off just with the excitement that that we can put something really nice together for for fans absolutely
0: I, I mean that could be a big deal. Like you said, I think it's Western Carolina is the opener next year. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And that's the season opener, so you can build something around that. Then you go back to the in-state rivalries with UAPB again, and then, of course, Arkansas State. Which is also
1: a season opener. All three yeah. of the next oh, games wow. are all – it'll be the Labor Day weekend for Western Carolina and then August 31st and 24 for UAPB, and then September 6th for Arkansas State. So wow. they all – beginning of season you know that 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 first kind of go at it. That is exciting that is really exciting for the stadium
0: and again um, you'll see more columns from me because I think it is so important that we keep that tradition going on. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast but first this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. To sign up today, call one 800 482 1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You do uh, a a lot of other events out at the stadium. I'll stick to football for a minute, then I want to get to some of the other things. You mentioned uh, Hendricks playing a game there. They're NCAA Division three now. You even had a couple of other Division three games earlier this year, both from out of state, that decided to kind of meet halfway in between their schools, right, and play at War Memorial. Yes,
1: sir. We've just kind of got, you know, Hendricks is playing Rhodes, and that's kind of how we got the connection with uh, McMurray playing Birmingham Southern uh, this year, and that'll be a two year deal with them so they'll come back next year and do the same same thing and uh we're trying to get word out to these other schools that are in very similar situations with these these teams that have to do a lot of traveling and meeting and just that experience too i mean we try to make it very very memorable for these teams and, and got a lot of great feedback from mcmurray and from birmingham southern just excited to play in the history around it that they got to kind of see and showcase that a little bit so that's something we're definitely continuing to do is is keep our feelers out and uh wanting to host and kind of get more into that market to where we're a we're a destination place to play and a very special place for these teams uh, from other conferences.
0: So you you really actively recruit in that sense? You're letting other schools know we're available if you want to play here?
1: Yes, sir, absolutely, especially for title games or championship games or larger games, uh, just for the, the tailgating atmosphere and kind of everything that we've known about War Memorial from a Razorback standpoint of what makes it so great to offer that to some other Division Two and Division Three schools to maybe come and play bigger or more memorable sentimental games uh, with their opponents here.
0: How did that National Junior College Championship game get here? I know you've hosted it uh, a couple of a times, couple times. This
1: year we're, we're wrapping up a three-year agreement with them, um, it will probably be renewed. I think it's nothing but right. good things with that. It, it brings attention here to Central Arkansas and Little Rock. But that was a thing that they were looking for places to play. And because of geographically where we are, we were contacted by them and were able to work out a deal uh, with them and the Little Rock Convention Center's Bureau to put put together a package. Yeah to bring the,
0: them the the strongest junior college football programs and where you've got the most junior college football really is when you think about it geographically it's like Texas and New Mexico but then also Kansas and and so Mississippi and Arkansas is kind of right in the middle of those states
1: yeah that was that was the thinking and it and it just worked out and uh the last couple of years that it's been here it's been very well attended it's nationally televised so I mean a lot of those viewers are watching on 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 their TVs but uh uh, we did have a pretty good turnout in person which was really neat for us to get to showcase the city of Little Rock and kind of what we had to offer and the teams left very happy
0: and and again being nationally televised a, a really good chance to showcase the city of Little Rock with CBS
1: Sports Network
0: doing that
1: yes sir yes sir and that's really what in our opinion it's about it's not uh you know may not have as many many fans in the stadium, but. For, for future development of the stadium, really, with, with what we've gotten, what we in Arkansas know, the history and, and how proud we are of the facility and how good it looks, anytime we can get a chance to, to put that out there on a national level and showcase that will just help for future development and future plans that we have.
0: Let's talk about other events that you host. I, I know you have um, everything from uh, marching contests uh, that are big when bands come from all over the state to hosting soccer. Talk about some of the other things that go on during the rest of the year. The rest Wolver of the year, Memorial
1: stadium. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things. Going back to we've what, been talking what, about what, football. Well, what so far. what surprised me and when yeah. I when I got there is uh, yeah, it's a twelve month facility. Is uh, that really kind of? blew me away with how many other type events and things. Uh we we do uh soccer. Uh what what really amazed me is the amount of nonprofit uh walks and rentals uh, for ALS Parkinson's. I mean like there's there's a lot Uh, In the spring, almost every Saturday, it's got some type of nonprofit walk for the cure. There's there's a lot of those type events that go on. So to clear this up, you don't get to go home at Christmas and come back about the first of August
0: to start getting ready for football season. No, absolutely,
1: we get about January to kind of catch our (laughs) breath. That's when we work on like budgets and cleaning stuff and like doing some in house stuff. And then end of February, you know, we've got graduations. We've done the last last couple years. That's been been huge the entire month of May. Has uh, been swamped with that, and it looks like this next year we're going to be the same way. I think we're already at ten uh, graduation scheduled, and a couple more schools looking at it. In what was that twenty twenty with COVID, uh-huh. we had thirteen, a couple college graduations, and a lot of high school. So I mean, it's it's busy with a lot of other uh, things going on, which is which is kind of neat. We've had everything from dog shows, police canine trial uh, dog shows that was nationally televised. That was really interesting to see, and we were really glad to host that. But it's 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 a variety. You know,
0: going back to the facility itself, when the new press box was built, and I talked about the decline of stadiums in places like Birmingham and Jackson, Mississippi, when the new press box was built, I think that was a sign from the state that we intend for War Memorial Stadium to be here for many decades to come. This is a long-term investment because you know, I still dabble in sports a lot. I'm a general columnist, but I dabble in sports a lot, and I've been in a lot of press box around the country. And uh, it really is, and you've kept it up uh, in its early years, as, as nice as as about any box in the country that I've been in.
1: Yes, sir, absolutely. And, and we try. That's, that's kind of our goal is when we host these schools, and, and whether it be college or high school, you know, that's what makes it special. It's not just a game that you have to go on the road and go play. I mean, when you get to use the facility from the locker rooms to the press box – we want the media, we want people to leave with that impression of, you know, I've played somewhere great. You know, I've, I've mm-hmm. played at, at a historic place, but it's still as state-of-the-art as it can be.
0: And speaking of that history, one thing I've been glad to see, because not only the Razorback history but the high school history and then other events from Billy Graham crusades to the state celebrating its sesquicentennial own and own when that new press box was built – that history was made a part of the walls and i'm a history i'm an arkansas history nut so uh, i was happy to see that but boy you go on
1: the three floors of that press box and look at the walls there's a, there's a lot of history there you can see there is and kind of when you get to go around um whether it be in the stadium office or the press box um, we also have some some exhibit panels up around gate one uh that really talk about why the stadium was built in the first place you know the war memorial it was built as a tribute to the the men and women from from Arkansas that had fought in World War One and Two, but since then I've I've been really pleased to see it. it's kind of been adopted to all Arkansans that have served in the military uh, from its its building up till now.
0: And it's one thing we tend to forget is, and I, I have explained this to people, uh, you know, some of these hardcore Northwest Arkansas Razorback fans like, uh, you know, tear the thing down, whatever. This is our state's largest war memorial, in essence. No no different than a statue
1: would be, than a monument would be. The whole stadium is a veterans memorial. Absolutely, and we, we try to really uh, showcase that as much as possible. Anytime we're planning, and Salt Bowl's good with it, but whether it be a regular high school football game or any event that we have, we really try to promote that with with tying in that aspect whether it be the colors or I know this year was with Saul by well, actually the last couple of years they've actually had swearing in ceremonies as part of the opening uh, ceremonies for the sporting event or, or trying to make that connection uh, to honor someone a service member or something for something that's going on but trying to connect to those veterans groups and and Honor them as much as we can with each event. Before we wrap up, I do want to
0: mention because we were talking about big events, but I was talking about that nice press box. You can do everything from uh, smaller meetings to it holds larger receptions. I mean, you rent that press box out year-round as an event facility, is that Absolutely. Not
1: correct? Yes, sir. And we have everything from wedding rehearsal dinners to uh, business meetings. Uh, company, if they want to come out and host a luncheon or something for their employees and put games on TV. Uh, just kind of overlooking the field. That's becoming really popular right now.
0: now that's that's great to hear. And uh, I know the dressing rooms uh, can be used and so forth. I know you've done a lot of even birthday parties through the years. Birthday, out there. That,
1: that kind of surprised me, too, with how much that goes on. I thought, man, where was that when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. To get to, to have cake and ice cream in the locker room and go run around playing on the field for a couple hours is just pretty neat, pretty yeah. neat.
0: So if somebody wants to do a business meeting or a birthday party or whatever,
1: they just need to contact
0: the stadium office, yes. right? You. Just, on a date.
1: just call us at the stadium office. We can, we can work through that with you.
0: That's that's great to know. So, tell me something I might not know about War Memorial Stadium. I mean, is it some what what again? I asked earlier what surprised you, but. Some piece of equipment, some nook, some cranny that I'm not aware of that
1: <laughs> exists out there. You know, I've been there three and a half years, and I find a random closet or back passageway with storage stuff in it. it seems like almost weekly that I didn't know that was there. We had to call Charlie Staggs, one of the past managers, because we couldn't figure out how to shut water off. And he, it was one of those where well, you go in this women's bathroom and get up in the the stall and remove the third ceiling tile, and there's a, a valve that was, you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, she's a grand Old lady that's got a lot of secrets, and we're still finding them, you finding know, them as e- you go. every day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and your staff do a great job. I, I remember
0: I, I laughed, uh, the first year after state parks had taken the stadium over and I was out there in August and uh, somebody used the line on me. If it's not moving, they're power washing it right now. So, yes. you, you know, I, I think back to a line I used, I'm on the board of the Arkansas travelers and we're kind of in the entertainment business, like, like you are there. And, um, I told our CEO at one meeting, I said, you know, I'm a columnist, so I simplify things because we've only got so much space in the paper, and so I have to simplify things. But I have to say, in this day and time, uh, coming out of COVID, I, I said, I think our job is to simplify it, a place that's fun, a place that's safe in a place that's clean. And I and I see you follow that same philosophy at War Memorial. You make sure it's fun. Safety's more important than ever, and cleanliness is coming out of the pandemic more important
1: than ever. Absolutely. And that's we've got a great maintenance crew. John Latch, you know, the assistant stadium director, does a great job with, with maintenance and keeping keeping it clean. And you know, just some TLC, some paint, power washing, as you said, boy, that was that was big. But just just taking care of her. And talk about the security
0: upgrades that you did. What what do we see now for a football game, for instance, that we wouldn't have seen five, ten years ago?
1: Well, some of it's just kind of the world we live in, you know, and, and it's not just us but stadiums and, and uh, football facilities, you know, using the metal detectors and things like that. But we've also really stepped up when we did the upgrades as part of the Razorback contract, and we've got, you know, state-of-the-art camera security system, you know, a a new incident command center for emergency response, and then just a lot of our plans as far as um, staffing that with with security and just kind of all those internal plans, just making sure that uh, things are covered. You know, we've had incidents in the past, not just at War Memorial, but looking nationwide and around the world, these large sporting events, and so I think the whole market Uh, of sporting event managers has changed in how we look at that and how we staff and secure those facilities Mm
0: -hmm. and you've got to have a good working relationship i would think with especially for your big events with uh Little Rock Police Department and other law enforcement agencies, and I know you work closely with all of them.
1: Absolutely. Little Rock um, Police Department, Pulaski County, State Police, UAMS, there's a lot of players. Little Rock Fire, uh, when we have larger events like Salt Bowl, our emergency services section um Chad Fuscheris, our chief ranger, and Ed Thomas do a, a fantastic job of coordinating with sometimes 20 and 30 other agencies to, to run those big events.
0: And being part of the state park system now, I know uh, just on a, like a one-day basis you don't want to pull them away from their parks too much. But, of course, you've got uh, trained law enforcement officers as park rangers all over the state. You can call on them now, Absolutely,
1: right? absolutely. And that's one of the great things, I think, about that move in placement is just the the pool of resources. Again, we don't want to take away from our state park. Parks, but but just the pool of knowledge, uh, the pull of of manpower and equipment that we can use um, has just tremendously grown since 2017 when when Parks took over.
0: Yeah. So if it's a big event, and you say, for instance, I need 10 park rangers. That's that's something you can do now. Yes, sir. Absolutely yeah. absolutely. yeah. That's that is nice to hear. All right. We. I knew it would go fast, Justin. We've about run out of time. I, where do you see where do you see the stadium going in the future? Where Where do you see as possible upgrades, new events, five years from now, ten years from now? Well,
1: one thing we're we're fixing to start. Um, it'll probably have to wait till after the championship games. But we're fixing to remove all the bleachers and seating and do a complete water coating and oh, wow. uh, painting of the entire bowl. Uh, there's going to be some of that and a lot of painting of of the metal structures in the end zone. So, so you'll be able to notice that a lot by next year. That'll be all in place. Uh, so we'll take care of that. We're also working on hopefully getting another concert in the next year or two talks on that. So, so just more of the same, hopefully.
0: Yeah. And and I know kind of the era, uh, because weather is such a factor in all of the big outdoor stadium concerts uh, is not what it once was. You don't have as many of those as you once did. But again, that's something you still are actively recruiting. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's coming out of, of, of COVID. You know, things are kind of getting, you know, I had to go through a learning curve uh so you know we weren't able to get one the last couple years i think 2017 was the last big concert we had Mm -hmm. um there's just a lot that goes into that on a field with covering it because you don't want to damage your field so there's there's a lot of pieces and i feel like we're at a place now to where that could possibly happen again and we look look for it to happen hopefully pretty soon
0: Boy, a lot of football still left, so get out to War Memorial Stadium. We've still got Parkview games. We've got Catholic games. We'll have seven state championship games. We'll have the National Junior College Championship. Uh, A lot of football still left this year. A lot of football,
1: yes, sir. Come out and see a game.
0: All right, good luck. Justin Dorsey, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Our War Memorial Stadium manager truly an Arkansas classic. I'm Rex Nelson. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.